Welcome to the Scalable Freedom Show. I'm your host, Ellie Swift, ex-corporate marketer turned CEO, seven-figure business coach for coaches, creatives, and consultants, and program creator of the Mastermind Model. I've coached over 1,000 women to make six, multi-six, and seven figures using my signature Scalable Freedom Method. Here, I'll give you exact business strategies and lifestyle inspiration to help you do the same. Let's dive in. Okay, so I had an entirely different podcast episode planned out for you today, and I have changed my mind on what I'm going to speak with you about today because the conversation I'm about to have is one that's come up so much with clients in the last week. And usually what I find is that if there's a conversation that I'm having consistently with clients, then there is something in the zeitgeist that needs to be discussed. So I wanted to come in here and have this conversation with you today all about my money story start to end because I was thinking about the last few years of the podcast, you know, before and after we've changed the name. And I don't believe that I have taken you through my money story from, you know, childhood through to each stage of the business. And I wanted to do that because I think there's some very specific lessons that are key takeaways from this that you might be able to apply to your next level right now. And as I'm preparing for this free masterclass that I'm going to be delivering on the 28th of February, if you're not signed up, make sure you do just DM me strategy over on Instagram. I'm going to take you through the three scalable secrets to freedom that no one's talking about. It's going to be epic. I can't wait. We've got hundreds sign up. Come and join us. Anyway, I've been thinking a lot about the person who this is for and and it's really going to serve and support you if you are currently in a season of business where you know that you want to scale, but you feel like you're getting met with roadblocks that are, you know, I don't have the time to be able to scale. I feel like I'm constantly burnt out. I don't have the money. Like you're feeling a lot of scarcity. And so I really wanted to speak to scarcity because ultimately, if there's any scarcity that you're experiencing in your mindset, that is going to transcend across every single part of your life and your business and your mindset. And so it all ties back to money, how we think about money, how we think about abundance in our lives. And I wanted to share with you exactly how I think about it and how it's upgraded and evolved and shifted over the years. So let's go back to the very start and talk a little bit about childhood. My parents were small business owners, so my money story was definitely around being a small business owner is absolutely a way to earn money, although it wasn't a success story throughout my childhood. So my mom tells stories of how when I was born, she had a cookbook called How to Make Mince like 20 Different Ways or something. The title was literally something like that. And she used to hand sew all my clothes because they couldn't afford to buy me baby clothes. So my parents moved to Mandra where I grew up, a suburb an hour south of Perth. And my dad started his new business literally as I was born. So they moved to Mandra when my mom was eight months pregnant with me and they started the business as I was born. So my entire first couple of years of life as I was 
getting all that good subconscious programming was around building a business from absolutely nothing. Now, back in those days, my dad was building an air conditioning business and he joined the local Rotary Club and that was like how you built the business. You know, you joined the local club, you got to know people, you networked in your area and that was the way that you built relationships, formed relationships and therefore built your business. And over that time, I know that they were working with very little money. You know, dad was working out of his back shed. My mom was doing the administration, the bookings, had me on the boob and would be taking calls and helping my dad with the invoicing and the paperwork in the evenings. It was very much a family business. I really recall there being a lot of scarcity and stress. My parents were wanting to grow something and it was very much like, how are we going to do this well? How are we going to build something that's good? How are we getting clients? What does that look like? What do we need to do to get more customers in the door? How do we actually make more margin on this? You know, there were a lot of conversations like that. And, you know, my mom and dad have very complementary skills and they did a really great job of building something in those days. I credit a lot of my entrepreneurial mindset to my dad in particular. He's very entrepreneurially minded. But in terms of the money blueprint it established, it wasn't one of abundance. It wasn't one of overflow. You know, I heard a lot of stories around money doesn't grow on trees. We always had food on the table. We had a beautiful, you know, four by two home and a big backyard. And I definitely experienced what in my view is a very abundant childhood, but it was not middle-class by any stretch, especially in my formative years. And my parents' mindset was always around how can we, you know, save money here or how can we tighten the belt here or we can't afford that. You know, that was something that I heard a lot in my house growing up and it's words that we do not allow in our home. Like Che and I, you will never hear me say, that's not something I can afford. Uh, You will never hear me say those words. You'll hear me say, that's not a priority for us right now. So there was a lot of scarcity around that. And, you know, as I continued to grow, My goal was that I would get a job where I was able to earn $80,000 a year was like my initial goal of, oh my gosh, if if I can earn $80,000 a year in a corporate job, that would just be the most amazing thing. And then as I grew, that went to a hundred thousand and I was like, wow, if I earn a hundred thousand dollars a year, I have made it. Like that's all I need in life. You know, a hundred thousand dollars was the goal per year. So I went on and and studied and loved learning, have always just really enjoyed learning and, you know, continue to have this mindset of, oh, success looks like, you know, 80 to $100,000 a year. And as, you know, Che would say when he met me, he was like, you were never driven by money. That was never the driving force. And I think if I look back, that was because I never actually believed that, abundance of money was something that was possible for people like me. I always thought that an abundance of money was something that happened to people that lived elsewhere in the world or that had rich parents or had a a different upbringing to me. 
I didn't believe that an abundance of money was possible for someone like me. And so I never went after it because it wasn't in my mindset that that was a possibility. So I went and studied at university. I definitely had that like tenacious spirit of, you know, I want to go out and achieve in life and do things. And for me, that always looked like my career. And again, it was very much from a place of like thirst for knowledge and growth. And, you know, perhaps even there was a status piece in it of, you know, I want to make my parents proud. I want to be somebody in the world. I want to be doing, you know, great work. And so I moved to London and my starter salary, my job in London as a graduate communications executive was 21,000 pounds a year. And I remember thinking that was so much money, (laughs) 21,000 pounds a year. I mean, my friends and I were all scraping together. We would loan each other money to get through to each other's payday because living and surviving in London over those couple of years on 21,000 pounds was just so, so tricky and challenging to do. And for me to get to London, for me to fund that trip, I saved in my gap year, I saved all the money that I had. I funded my entire trip. My parents were not parents that gave me handouts. My last known recollection of my parents giving me money other than a portion of money that they give to Che and I for our wedding. Outside of that, the last known reference to my parents giving me money is when I couldn't afford to fly home from London. And so my mom helped me out and it was always a big deal. I never wanted to ask my parents for money because they were never in a place of overflow or operating from a place of overflow. And so I went to London and I had, you know, this thing where I was always kind of getting through till payday. I never, ever lived in overflow. From there, I moved to Sydney again, never lived in overflow. I was on 60,000 a year, then 70,000 a year. And again, living in Sydney, you know, I was living in London and Sydney, two of the most expensive cities in the world and was always living paycheck to paycheck, never felt like I was in overflow. I wouldn't say that I was a massive spender, but I also wasn't someone who knew how to save well. I certainly didn't know how to invest. I'd never been taught that investing was an option and in fact, something that I should really do. And so that had taken me up to my mid-20s. And it was around this time that I started becoming more aware about this whole world of coaching. And that was my first foray into the online space was life coaching. And I've shared this on the podcast before that I started following people like Melissa Ambrosini and my now bestie, Rach McDonald, and these women who were earning money doing this thing called life coaching. And the reason I was drawn to it was not because of the money itself, but rather that they were making a living supporting people to create exceptional lives. And that was the role, that was the job. And their days looked amazing. They were being creative, they were creating content. You know, at this point I was working in corporate marketing and communications. I say corporate, I was doing a lot of travel PR as well. So absolutely had perks of the job, but I wasn't earning super well. And I wasn't going home at night, hitting my head on the pillow, actually feeling like I was making any kind of substantial difference in the world. And so I was doing this job, but I was seeing these people online. And I remember reading one of these women had launched a program and she inadvertently shared 
this program has made me in the last 18 months over $300,000. And that was such a huge moment for me. I remember seeing this on social media and my jaw hitting the floor being like, what? That type of money is possible. You can make $300,000 from a program in 18 months. How? Wow. But it also sparked something in me. And this is why I have shared my own money online over the years, because I know that this was such a key piece of my story and it's never to brag, but rather to speak to, Hey, this is possible. I didn't know it was possible. Somebody told me it was possible when they did it lit a fire in me. And then I went after it too. So I started to believe and see and recognize that this was possible. And then I started to think, well, if they can do it, why can't I? And this is where I definitely had privileged beliefs in terms of my mindset around always knowing and being told you can go after what you want. And if I combine that with a a real, I guess, innate desire to go after what I want and not feel like I need to, to follow the pack or do what others are doing around me. I think those attributes have really supported me to see something and go, well, if they can do it, then I can do that too. I just need to work hard. I just need to go after it. I just need to make smart decisions. I just need to connect with the right people. I just need to make that happen. What does it look like for me to make that happen? From there, and this is a story I've spoken to many times, so you might know it, I'll keep it brief, but I moved back to Western Australia around that time as I was seeing more and more of these people online and was working again in this this corporate job, which it was a great job, but again, I just was feeling so unfulfilled. Che and I had met at this point. I had the soon-to-be husband. I had amazing friends. I had a family that loved me. I was back in the nest of my my homeland. We were saving to buy a house and I was living the dream of all of those things. And I was feeling so unfulfilled and incredibly unhappy within myself. And I didn't know why, because I thought that I'd achieved every single goal that I wanted. I was head of marketing strategy at the age of 27. That had always been a goal for me to lead a team, to be able to do creative work. And yet the work was incredibly unfulfilling. I know it sounds so cliche, but I literally was hitting my head on the pillow every night going, I feel nothing. Like there's nothing about this that feels like I'm making any kind of difference in the world. Is this all there is? And that was when I started studying life coaching. While we are on the topic of all things freedom, I wanted to tell you about an upcoming masterclass that I am running for you, specifically for you, if you are wanting to create long-term scalable freedom in your business for 2024. The masterclass is the strategy secrets to freedom that no one's talking about. It's really practical. I'm going to share with you the secret to building a scalable offer strategy, the secret to create more freedom in your CEO schedule. This is a good one. I have a schedule that many of my clients have also implemented in their lives and businesses too. And the secret to craft a time leveraged and results led sales and marketing strategy. 
We spend a lot of time talking about how to create these strategies, but rarely do we do it through the lens of how to actually create more long-term freedom in your business, aka the ultimate goal. So I'm going to share with you exactly what that looks like, how I've done it, and how you can do it too. Think more financial freedom, more time freedom, more freedom for you to live the life you actually want. All you have to do is DM me, Ellie H. Swift on Instagram, jump on over and DM me the word strategy and we will get you registered for free. DM me strategy right now and let's get you signed up. I can't wait. There was an economic downturn here in Western Australia and my hours at my corporate job got cut, which meant my pay got cut. And I remember feeling so out of control in that moment and having this realization of, oh, this money is not safe. These corporate handcuffs that people talk about, there is nothing about this that is safe. Why do we believe that this is safety? My girlfriend, Sammy Fleming, talks about this a lot. And I remember hearing her say it once and and it really resonated with me. You know, why do we believe that it's safer to earn from someone else than it is to make the money ourselves? Why do we trust other people more than we trust ourselves to make that money? Isn't that wild when you actually think about it? So I then went on to study life coaching and I started my business. And, you know, the rest of the story is that it evolved very quickly. I moved into business coaching because I was getting asked for that service because of my background in marketing. In that time, my first goal was to replace my six-figure corporate income because at that point I'd been earning six figures. And my goal for my business was, you know, if I can replace my six-figure corporate income, and it'll probably mean that I need to maybe make 150000 because that will mean that I'll then be able to have money in my pocket and also there'll be some expenses here. Like I could recognize that. That was my initial goal. And I should also add that this is when I was starting to read up a little bit more about money. And it was from a place of necessity rather than desire, because I knew that running my business meant that I needed to have awareness around money. I needed to have awareness around, you know, how to actually run a business. And I think at that point, quite honestly, it was from fear. It was like, I need to know what I need to put aside for taxes. I need to know what that looks like. So I was still very much in this scarcity mindset at this point. And so I read books that really started to flip things for me, books like The Psychology of Money, books like You're a Badass at Making Money, Think and Grow Rich, these books that, you know, we've heard of many times over that really were transformative for me and made me start to think about money in a different way. And I should add as well that Che at the time was earning really great money because he was working offshore. And his money mindset has always been a level up to mine, especially when he was earning really well. You know, he was saving, he was investing, we were building out a share portfolio, we were looking at buying our first home, and he was really starting to kind of blow the lid off possibility for me in terms of what it could look like to be abundant. And I started earning more and more. And as I started earning more, I had to learn how to hold more money because I wasn't going after it. I didn't have a purpose for that money, which I actually think is a really great thing, if I'm honest. So I didn't have this like specific purpose for this money. I knew that I was here for it and I desired it and I'd I'd opened myself up to more abundance and creating that. 
But honestly, that money was coming through because my abundant mindset was all about how can I serve? How can I serve? And I was showing up from that place. And again, something Che always reflects back to me is he's like, you need to talk about the fact that you have earned more and more and more money over time because of your desire to serve. And then being able to hold the abundance of that, of I am worthy of receiving this because of the service that I'm providing because of the way that I'm creating, because of the way that I'm showing up in the world. I am worthy of all of this because I'm showing up in this constant service mindset and overflow and desire. And I don't say that from a place of, you know, needing to work myself into the ground because that's certainly not my reality these days. But I do truly believe that a piece of the conversation that is very much missing is that if you're showing up from a place of service, then abundance and money will flow to you more and more and more because when you're showing up from service, you're showing up in that energetic exchange, that frequency exchange of I am here to serve and support you and therefore I am also willing to receive the fruits of that. I am here and open to that level of energetic receptivity, which means that I am here for the overflow of all of it. And so... It was around this time that the business kept growing and, you know, we went from 100K to 300K and that was huge for me. That was, that was probably my biggest up level going to a 300K year and being like, wow, I am rich. (laughs) I am wealthy. I have more money than I know what to do with right now. And again, you know, that was because we, we hadn't created a lavish lifestyle and we made a really conscious decision that we weren't going to up-level our lifestyle at every stage. We're a really big fan of Ramit Sethi's work where he talks about knowing what your rich life is, like knowing what it is that you truly desire when it comes to your money and prioritizing those things, but not necessarily, you know, buying all the status symbols. So for example, I do not care at all about cars. It's not really something that phases me in any way. I've got a really great new model Ford Escape SUV that I love. Che has a Prado. We love our cars, but we don't really desire for luxury cars. I've got girlfriends and clients who absolutely do. That is their thing. And that's awesome. I'm not a car girly. But there's other things that I spend, you know, a lot of money on. I spend a lot of money on my skincare. I am not impartial to buying like a really beautiful, you know, $600 dress. Like there are things that I spend money on and I know what feels good for me to spend money on and what doesn't. My point here is that at each level, I've allowed myself to up level and I've recognized and and looked at money through the lens of like, what does growth mindset look like for me? What is my next level? Who can I follow that is an embodiment of that next level? What can I learn from them? What podcasts can I listen to? What books can I read? Who can I surround myself with? And when I say, who can I surround myself with? I mean, in masterminds or in the books or the podcasts that I'm reading, because for me, I've never surrounded myself with friends or family who are earning what I'm earning. That is something that I think, again, is very misconstrued. And as somebody who has very strong family values, who has a lot of close friends that have been friends for a very long time, I have no desire to upgrade those friendships or to not spend as much time with my family because they have different money mindset to me. I just make a conscious decision to not take on their money mindset if it differs to mine. And I allow myself to really own my own mindset. I do think the exception here is very much in your partnership. If you are married or in a long-term relationship, 
to have these conversations with your partner if you are sharing money that elevation is required together and Che and I have met each other along the way in different ways and we're constantly open to hey I learned this or hey I'm thinking about something like this and that's really allowed us to continue to go to our next level and really hold at our next level and you know we have had our moments absolutely for him you know he would tell you that he's had moments where he's found it challenging to be somebody who is in relationship with someone who earns a lot more He will openly speak to that, but he does the work around that so that it's not a problem in our relationship. And I have had moments where I felt the weight of responsibility in earning this amount and witnessed myself dip back into scarcity and then go, hang on a second. This is not the mindset. Like, let's come out of this. What does it look like to come back out of this? Listen to the podcast, read the books, get back out, come back to your state of abundance. And for me, some of the the affirmations or the language that I come back to that really supports me to access that state of abundance is I come back to the knowledge that I'm resourceful. So over the last couple of years, going through an IVF journey, mindset has been a lot harder for me during this time because of course, I've been on a cocktail of hormones. And so I've just recognized that for me to get into my baseline abundant, joyful, happy mindset. It's taken more work. And so something that I keep coming back to is I trust and know that I am resourceful and just having that knowledge, I'm resourceful. I can always make more money. I've got evidence that I've done it. I can do it again. I know how to grow. I know that if I've got here, I can get there. Like really trusting and believing that is so, so supportive for me. I recognize that for me at every single level, I've needed to own and decide what my next level looks like and go after that. And I think it's all too easy to cap ourselves or get comfortable at say, you know, a multi six figures or just over six figures or whatever it is where it's like, wow, this is more than I ever thought was possible for me. So what does it look like to just stay here? Whereas my thinking was, I never believed that this was possible for me. What does the next level look like? So I really want to encourage you that whatever season you're in right now, what does growth mindset look like for you when it comes to your money to help you get to that next level? What does it look like for you to invest, to scale? What does it look like for you to know and recognize that you can earn more per month? What does it look like for you to take your business to the next level? What does it look like for you to, you know, stop spinning in those BS stories that we all tell ourselves and and take ourselves up? The last thing that I'm going to say here again is really quite counterintuitive to a lot of things that I heard and read, which were a lot of the time coming from men. I have made a lot of risks in my business in terms of, you know, financial investments around mentorship, et cetera, et cetera. Not all have paid off. Most have. And also I operate, and especially these days in the season that I'm in now, I operate from a really high base level of safety. So I would never invest in something if it meant that I couldn't pay the mortgage on my house. So I don't have any personal debt, but I do have a mortgage on my house and Again, none of that is to, you know, say, look at me. It's more just speaking. I I know for me, when people speak about this openly, it's so, so helpful. So, you know, we have a mortgage on our house. That's something that we pay. We obviously have expenses. We have a growth strategy for, you know, investment. 
And I'm never going to sacrifice that. And also I'm always going to be willing to take the next step that I need for my growth. So what does it look like for you to create baseline safety? For me, that looks like having money in the bank in our offset account. Like I am always a girly that has cash in the bank, like not all my cash, because that's not a smart investment decision, but I do have money in the bank at all times. And if you ask most multi-six, seven, eight-figure entrepreneurs, they will tell you they have three to six months of expenses sitting in their bank account. So how are you covered? How are you safe? Because you can then take better risks and move to your next level if you're creating more safety in your baseline. And then from there, what does it look like for you to scale? What does it look like for you to go to the next level? What does it look like for you to invest money in ways that you haven't previously? Because that will be the thing that will take you higher and will take you to your next level. And truly, if I can go from thinking that $100,000 a year is the absolute ultimate thing, the ultimate money that you can make to now being in a position where, you know, we do 140K months and that's not even something that feels stretchy to me. You have this ability to grow and evolve your mindset too. And I really wanted to share this story as a means of, of speaking to what's possible. If you are in a season where you're like, you know what, I know it's time to up level. Let's get it. Let's move to this next stage of creating more freedom that we want to create in our business because freedom comes when you tap into that growth mindset, when you tap into that abundant mindset, when you are willing to continue looking at money in a different way and evolving with that mindset. So I really hope that this episode supported you to connect to something in my story that maybe really resonates with you. And perhaps there's pieces in this that you see in yourself. Perhaps there's something here that you know you can take hold of in terms of elevating your money mindset, knowing that, you know, if you're listening to this in real time, it's the first quarter of a new year, which is often a time when we are deep in money goals. And I want you to think about what your next level looks like this year, how you're going to go after it, reminding yourself how resourceful and the possibility around that, staying in abundance and moving, making moves to make it happen for yourself this year. I've loved being here with you for this episode. I'm so looking forward to seeing you at that upcoming masterclass. Just again, DM me the word strategy over on Instagram to make sure you save your seat. It's being hosted on the 28th of this month. It's free. It's going to be incredible. I can't wait to see you there. Have the best day ahead. 